Hello and welcome to the Love Lisa podcast, where we talk about all things spiritual and self-help. Hello and welcome to this episode all about triggers. I am your host, Lisa, and this is my co-host, Janet. Hi. And we're just here to talk about all things triggers. Triggered. Um, it's such a big topic, but I feel like we'll just we'll just talk about what kind of comes up, right? Yeah. 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 So what do you mean by triggers? Yeah, like what? Okay. Yeah, let's start with by defining what a trigger is. Like for you, like what is it? What does it mean? Um, for me, it's usually um, if someone says something mm. and I go inside and go, "What did I do wrong?" Yeah. So that instant like fright or like fear that might come over, or yeah, yeah, yeah. or um, the revolving brain. The mm. um, people can't see this, but I'm using my finger as a circle <laughs> in my head, like that gets the you loop? stuck in a. That's yeah. a good word. Yes. Stuck in a loop. Yes. And kind of like for me too, it's that like reaction of the fight, flight, or freeze that I feel. Um, mostly fight. I don't know. I usually go there, it seems, at first. Yeah. I used to, usually my first reaction is like, well, and you know, I just want to like fight right back. But um, sometimes it's flight. I mean, it's all of them. Yeah. All of them. But that just seems to be, at least that was like how I was programmed for so long, was like immediately fight whatever was coming at me I needed to to hit it head on so um so matching aggression with aggression yeah right? yeah matching somebody's energy um but it's 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 interesting because um triggers can be felt so differently for everyone and and the first point is to even know that you are triggered like you have to have that awareness yeah, yeah. I know lots of people they don't understand or they they go through life constantly being triggered, constantly mm -hmm. feeling like there's something outside of themselves poking at them. That's why they react this way. Yes. And yes. then want to know how come life's always... Why is it so, so hard? hard? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, um, people live sometimes in such a uh, like an activated state within their nervous system that it becomes normal to feel a certain way that they don't even realize that it's not necessarily normal. Or like me, you're, you could be like, I was cut off, like literally didn't feel my body for so much of my life, which um, I didn't even know I couldn't feel, like, or that I wasn't feeling like reactions. Well, um, and we're trained that way as, um, as people in so society true. right now, right? Like we are trained through schools that our brains are where we have the power. Mm. Um, so our brains work really well. Yeah, they're amazing. <laughs> mm -hmm. They are. And then um, those body <clears throat> sensations that we get, we don't understand where some of the stuff is coming from. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Even the fact that you have to, like, raise your hand to go to the bathroom, that teaches you to, like, distrust, like, you have to go to the bathroom, but, oh, I have to ask. And if I'm not allowed to go right now, then that means... I don't have to go or, or like whatever that is it you know or you're full and your parents are like you have to eat your dinner and it makes you it makes the disconnection starts from a young age of like okay but my body's saying something but I'm supposed to listen to my head that tells me I'm fine mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah so so wild um yeah so I guess like we could kind of talk about <laughs> I know I was just thinking so like uh, the 
the concept of a trigger mm. um, is meant to bring ourselves, bring it back into ourselves and find out what is going on. Mm. What has happened that I feel this trauma right now when someone has said something that I feel or I perceive it as a threat. Yes. Or um, they have, maybe they've walked down the street and looked at somebody sideways and you immediately feel like it's a threat of some kind. And then, so what's your first response to mm -hmm. that? Is it fight? Is it flight? The other thing too, is that connection with the emotional side of things. Mm. Like, um, our brains can help analyze some of that stuff, but we also have to dive into the emotions behind it. Totally. How did that emotion get programmed? How did that physical action trigger a specific emotion yes and then we have to really unwind that and find out rewire it like yeah yeah, yeah. No, and, it, totally. and everybody is unique so even mm. if we each have our own um like say the underlying feeling that this triggers bringing up is shame so we mm. want to hide we all have different triggers that bring out that same underlying emotion of shame yeah, right yeah so yeah, it gets, totally. It can get really deep, but it's also very uh, personal. Yeah. Well, and I used to always get like so frustrated when, well, not frustrated, but just people would be like, you know, don't take things personally, or you hear that all the time. And, and it's true. Like, don't take things personally because it's really not. But it is so hard not to do that when you are, are programmed for so long. Like, I was always programmed, everything is personal everybody's facial expression to me was personal. Like I was hyper aware of every single thing that people do. And so I was constantly in a state of being um, in like constant awareness and like, uh, like constant activation of needing to like protect myself from everything and constantly analyze people's faces and constantly um, question, what are they thinking? What am I doing wrong? Where like, it was a lot, at least for me, a lot of my triggers came from like shame and blame or or came from I don't know I guess you can't even narrow it down to just a few things but because triggers are everywhere but um they often stem from well early childhood first of all but they're often in that realm or, or sort of you know that shame blame or unseen or unheard well and it sounds too a lot like safety so yeah constantly scanning your environment in order to anticipate so always mm. going into the anticipation mode so that you knew what to happen so you could protect yourself yes. right so what happened in childhood and this is for everybody what happens in childhood where you feel felt were made to feel unsafe mm. and that it was your responsibility to make sure that your environment yes. is safe yeah um and there's so many um family structures right those mm. are our first sense of what it's like to be a human on earth when we're first born and we we can go into like we choose our families because of um, certain experiences that yeah. our soul wants to learn through in order to learn how to be empowered <clears throat> excuse me but with triggers they generally do start with childhood and it can start in the womb too right totally because second some, trimester apparently. Yeah, yeah 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 i mean i have memories of being in the womb and That's some of so my cool first um for myself personally i had this i call it my weird sense of responsibility yeah so I've, i felt responsible for everything and everyone yeah. all the time mm. and i 
did not know, I knew it was there, but I did not know how to untangle it and figure out how to move past it. Mm. Um, and it started by going into um, a type of hypnotherapy session where I was regressed into yes. the womb. Yes. And then that's where I found, oh. That's where it started. Because I'm, I'm a product of, of um, teenage parents, right? Oh, so yeah. my parents were still learning how to be people like, yeah right yeah I look back and like if you were 18 and you look back at You've your no life what you're doing. Yeah. yeah you did you had, and you were having babies at that time and that's, that's crazy. just the way our human evolution has been so totally these, I, yeah yeah so these triggers they can be anywhere they could be something that happened on the way to school mm-hmm. yeah uh, so insignificant so yeah. small but uh traumatizing nonetheless or it, it, it just implanted somewhere yeah. I often find at least like some of those really big ones were something that was maybe like enforced over and over again. So like you had an experience where um, I, I keep going back to this food thing because it just food is a huge thing for people. And a lot of people, you know, like eating disorder, like all that stuff is mm-hmm. just you being younger and, and, and you really not liking a certain food and your parent not listening to that. Well, you need to eat that because like everybody eats their green beans. You need it to be healthy and you develop this like distrust, first of all, with your parents, but just also just this distrust with yourself is like, okay, well, if everybody does this or if, like, I have to do this, like there's these obligations that are put on you. Um, and that kind of can create these, these weird relationships and, and, and certain things trigger you. But also going back to what you were saying before about um, like that fight, flight, or freeze, like that is a very primal, like we're dealing with something that is so primitive in our brains. So it's not even like a, a new development. In the wild, you may have always had to be in the state of activation. Like thinking about being around like, I don't know, even like if you were around when I don't know, I'm trying to think, like, dinosaurs? Like, I don't even know if there's people, but I'm going to sound really silly. But I just mean, like, you might have had to live in a state of survival. Um, And you were just constantly in that state because of the unsafety. So Mm -hmm. it's like a primal thing for you to go into that. Um, And it's not wrong, and it's not, like, any sort of default with your body. But it's about um, being able to to come out of that and train, not train yourself, I guess kind of train yourself Mm -hmm. to okay, but I actually am okay. There actually isn't a threat because your body doesn't know the difference between somebody yelling at you and a lion coming at you. Fear is fear. Fear is felt the same way in your body, regardless of what situation. So um, you're dealing with a a primitive like thing inside your brain. Yeah. So we're fighting something that's like, it's always been there. It's just our scares look different nowadays or our like, trauma or whatever that is can look very different nowadays right yeah Yeah. and you can see like just people our societies in general the way the world is nowadays all of those fears are being activated on a personal level on each uh each individual person is probably going through their own stuff but then on a collective level too um our fears are really being played out Mm. on the world stage so i guess the next kind of way down the path is now that we know what they kind of start to look like um and we're we're i'm assuming that most people don't like reacting from their triggers right so how do we it's uncomfortable right so what what's the first kind of step i guess to 
moving towards not being triggered by certain things. Yeah. Right. It's so um, awareness, I guess, like, first of all, the awareness of like, I am triggered, <laughs> like just that whole awakening of like, because a lot of people maybe don't even know that they're triggered or that that's why they're reacting so aggressively. It's like just having that be able to have that pause or just that recognition of like, I'm triggered right now. I'm being triggered. Yeah. And from a spiritual standpoint, too, I found it's helpful. Ask ask your guides like everybody has we all have our guides we all have our higher self that's here to help we may not understand in the moment um but we can see from a bigger picture it's understanding um understanding things from a higher more expanded perspective yeah i was just thinking about the fact that like i used to always hear this bothered me in the spiritual community and, and I understand it now. I knew it as a concept, but it infuriated me when people would say, well, just sit through your trigger, like just allow it to be the teacher, like allow that. And that can be very not, I don't know. For triggering? Me, yes, it was very triggering. I'm getting all worked up now, but I'm sweating. Um, but I, uh, I remember thinking like, well, you try and sit through my triggers. Like you try and sit through h- how uncomfortable that is and tell me that's trying to teach me something. But as you unwind it, you, you really can like, it, it, you start to realize like, wow, this is just showing me a part of myself that just needs love or attention or, or healing. This right. is a part of me that I'm ready to let go. That's why this trigger is being brought to me. That's why it's being brought up. It's a it's a rejection of self in some way. Because mm. we are both, like we are, every single person on the planet is made up of light and dark. Yes. Is made up of masculine and feminine. Is made up of two different sides. <clears throat> Excuse me. And when we reject one side over the other that side that we reject just gets stronger. Totally. It just gets bigger and yeah. bigger. Yeah. yeah, you can't, reg- a lot of us are afraid of anger. Like, yes. at least I know for me, I was. And because when you were younger and you threw a temper tantrum, you were shamed and blamed and what's wrong with you, like that sort of stuff. And you end up developing this, this bad relationship with anger. Anger's bad. Anger's oh. beautiful. Anger is, is one of the most, like, it is not one of the most because none are better than the other. I just mean it is so valuable mm-hmm. because anger was important, primitively speaking. We needed to get angry when somebody stole our baby. Like, that, those sort of, like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, like, the Renaissance or, like, what was happening. Like, you needed anger. <laughs> but also, it shows you, like, a boundary's been crossed or, like, yeah. something's not right with this interaction because I am feeling angry about it. Yeah. Um, it's well, important. Anger doesn't have to be that, um, um, like, a, like a defense mechanism either. Mm. Sometimes anger is what that fire that you need inside yourself to get your butt in gear too, right? Totally. Because oftentimes that's why that's why it is a fire. That's why we when True. we think of anger, we think of like red and fire and mm-hmm. all that. It's meant to like get your ass going. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's healthy expression of anger. And then unhealthy expression mm-hmm. of anger. And we've seen, we can see like the unhealthy expression of the anger played out across all kinds of social media platforms right now. Totally. Totally. <laughs> Lots of triggers happening out there. Well, yeah. So how do you walk the middle path in that too? And so, yeah. And something I recently learned, cause I was always, honestly, this is recently, I thought like, okay, well, children have big emotions or, or people have big emotions, but the fact is that sometimes it's not that you have 
um, innately big emotions. It's that you were never able to express them properly, or you were never like heard in a way that made you feel seen and validated. And so the emotion became big. That's why these visceral reactions can happen to a trigger. It's just because it has never been acknowledged or, or, you know, it started off as a little mouse squeaking of like, I'm angry. And then it just turned into a lion because it was not heard. It was not understood. It was not seen. And partly, doesn't those have to be our outside environment? Uh, maybe our outside environment was invalidating, but we also internalized that and invalidated it ourselves. Like you were saying, it, it grows. So our big emotions are just as much like our responsibility to handle or to like transmute and work with as much as it was blaming somebody else for, for causing you to do that, you know? Yeah. Because this isn't a blame game. Even when it comes to, I just want to like put that disclaimer out there. Even when it comes to, to family and, and what they did to us or what they didn't do, there's no blame here. Right. It's just, it's just what it is. And you learned a certain thing, but you can unlearn it. Yeah, well, and there is nothing on the earth that you are presented with that you can't handle. Mm, or that isn't meant for you. Or, exactly, yeah. 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 yeah, it's just that programming, right, of our brains. Because it's like that programming of your biological system, your your physicalness, your, your emotionalness, mm. and your brain. Mm -hmm. So your mental, that's the three aspects of being a human. Mm -hmm. um, then we add in the spiritual side or the, the other as... Um, kind of a higher aspect of how we are to play out our human life each <clears throat> in each incarnation totally but we've been as a society as a human race we've been programmed a certain way for eons mm. and to react not just this lifetime yeah it's yeah. not just this lifetime no this, this so lifetime true. you're getting your triggers to help direct you in a way to um kind of embrace some of those other aspects of yourself that have been rejected for so long right mm, um yeah but they show up in those uh, those original three right like your physicalness your emotions and your head so your true. mind yeah so <laughs> that's yeah. why it takes a little bit longer to kind of unravel some of this stuff totally and it's not instant like no, <laughs> it's it's um rewiring yourself like putting in a new program of how you behave Mm -hmm. And um, I like to use the analogy for some of us too, like an old DOS operating system for those <laughs> computer people out there that ha remember what those look like. Those were like the old five and a quarter inch floppies. Uh, okay. Took a long time to reprogram some yeah. of those. It took a long time to install programs onto those. Mm. Um, That's a good analogy. I like that. But as we as we grow and as as like we move into the future. The energies are here to support us with this change too. Um, it does get easier, but it does take making that first step. Totally. Recognizing it. Yeah. All right. So we've, we've recognized it. Then what do we do? I like know. How, right? how, do, how, do, how do we fix it? Like, how do we get through these triggers? Like, what what have you kind of done? Like, how, how, how do you get through a trigger? I mean, in the moment... You can talk about in the moment, but also just like what you do afterwards to help yourself. Yeah, I've noticed like the more, um, as long as I'm, I remove myself from a situation, as long as I know mm -hmm. like in the moment, okay, I know I'm safe. Mm -hmm. This trigger, Ooh, this yeah. trigger is just a trigger um, that's either made me mad, sad, um, weepy, like all that kind of stuff. As long as I sit with it, I know that it will pass. 
Mm. And then I can, once I sit What's with it. What's sit with it? Um, Maybe we can just explain a little of sure, that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's like, um, <laughs> and feeling the emotion, I guess, is probably okay. more where it is. Honoring feeling, it. Feeling the emotion that's come up. And where in my body is that emotion attached to? Mm. Oftentimes for myself, my brain will get in the way and start going, why, 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 But um, when I can feel it in my body and then allow the emotion to come up, then my I, I'm always asking in my head too at the same time is I'd like to see a higher picture, a higher yeah. perspective of out. it. Yeah. I'd like to understand what this is here to teach me. So that's you sitting with it. It's that's just like those. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes the triggers, the emotional turmoil that I'll feel will last for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it'll last for an hour. Yeah. But it does take time recognizing how you do it because every person will be able to do it differently. That's what makes totally. us unique, right? Totally. We're all wired a little differently yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. It's so, like a fingerprint. Yeah. 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 So, um, Understanding, I guess, that there are the three sides to your trigger um, yeah. that will help you move through it, and knowing that you can get help from your team, mm-hmm. your um, your spiritual your spiritual team, team that you yeah. have with you. There's so much help out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know um, for me too. Like a lot of like the state that I was talking about that I used to live in that was just survival all the time. I did a lot of years of, of talk therapy to try and figure that out. And a lot of courses that specifically focused on only a mental aspect of it. So, okay, you're triggered right now. Find a way to distract yourself. Think your way out of it. Like it would always be very brain centered, which sure is really important. And there are times when I have to resource with my brain because I need to get out of my body because it's not time to be in there because it's scary or whatever's happening. It's not, um, it's not a safe place to be. Um, but until I incorporated, like you've just said a couple times is like, until I incorporated those other aspects of myself, like the physical and my body and, and understanding that that trauma or whatever was triggered was, was inside my body. And I came back down into my body. That's when the biggest healing for me came. We have this like amazing thing. I mean, everybody knows the nervous system, but it's honestly such an intricate, like beautiful little mechanism that we have that came into this world designed to be able to handle every single emotion, every single interaction. Like it is so smart and it's this thing that can transmute energy. Um, but a lot of us, unfortunately, we, we've disconnected from it and we've almost not shut it off, but we've like made it in a way that like um, we don't honor it. So I didn't realize for so many years, like, you know, say I'd have like some sort of huge reaction, like similar to PTSD, like something would happen and I'd literally go into a state of like complete um, panic or like I'd be shaking. So I'd get this thing where like my whole body would be shaking. And for so many years, like I would just try to stop shaking, like stop it. Like I would try and just like control like through it. And until realizing like, oh my God, a dog shakes after it gets scared. It's like the nervous system releasing, like yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Trying to control your body's natural yes. response to things. Yes. And, and try, yes. And that's how we create distrust within ourselves, but also how we like, I don't even know if we turn off our nervous system or what that is, but we just cause more discomfort and prolonged discomfort. 
for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're trained. Like, we're trained that our brains tell everybody what to do. Our, tra- or no, mm. not everybody, our, uh, our, our body, body yeah. right? Like, we are trained that work through the pain. Yeah. Um, um, follow this rule. You yeah. know, everything inside you and your body is telling you don't follow that rule mm. or go down this road, even though everything wants you to not go down that road, mm. you're going to do it anyway, because somebody else is telling you or your brain says, ah, you're fine. Yeah. You're not trusting your, your body's response to whatever that external trigger is. Going with your brain instead of your intuition. Yeah. 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 We're kind of disconnected from our intuitions. Yeah. So uh, from a higher level perspective, like humanity, we've, we've really learned how to do that, right? Like mm. We've really learned how to use our brains really well we've been trained really well with yeah we're very scientific right now now's time for us to start using our intuition and the more we start to use our intuition because that's bringing in a different aspect of the self these triggers start to come up right because the more you allow for that um spiritual light that you carry that soul light that you carry the more that you ask for you to be just you you and your light yeah the more your shadow stuff is going to come up and by shadow stuff like that's your triggers right Mm -hmm. the things that stop you from being you um the full expression of yourself yeah yeah yeah. who you were like kind of destined to be before right and and if we like if using just the brain to power through things um, has been working, we wouldn't be in the same yeah. kind of situation that we're True. in in society. True. You can't right? think your way out of You can't work 12 hours a day, mm-hmm. seven days a week, make money to, to do all that. Um, and if it hasn't worked for you yet, there's a reason for it. So it's time to look for things from a different perspective. Totally. So... We haven't learned how to listen to our bodies mm-hmm. on a We're consistent just not basis, yeah. right? Yeah, it's time to start looking. Our bodies are like so intelligent, right? Like so you don't have smart. to tell your body to like grow a cell. You don't have to tell your body for your to hair. digest food. Yeah. Like none of that. That's all out of our control. Yeah. So what makes you think you need to control the other parts? Of yeah. It, right. Well, yeah. Like I like I was saying with the with the therapy for so many years. Uh, don't get me wrong. It it brought me so much self-awareness to analyze my brain. Like that brought me mm-hmm. a lot of self-awareness. But until I actually um, honored my body and like, so the, the type of therapy that I did was called self-regulation therapy. And basically it's all about like, okay, you're triggered, um, you know, or say you're remembering a traumatic event. We like you stop and you feel your body in that moment and you feel okay, where is this being stored? Do I feel it in my chest? What does it feel like? What is it? uh, What's the shape of it? Like you kind of, it's just, it's really cool. So you give it like, you know, sometimes when I have a reaction, I'll feel it in my throat and I'll have to analyze, okay, does it feel like a general tightness? Does it feel like about the size of a, a pinball in my throat? Like, what does it look like? And it is absolutely incredible how powerful your body is that sometimes just recognizing that there is something there makes it disappear. Other than that, what we've done like to get like, and I say we as in me and my therapist is that we've, um, you, you, you imagine, okay, if I was to let this out of my body right now, how, what would feel the best? Would it come through my skin? Would it, would it come up my, 
throat and out of my mouth. And you create, you literally create pathways by doing that, just by imagining. So I would, I would imagine like in my throat, like I'd feel a lump and I'd say, okay, you know what? It feels like the best way for it to come out would be out my mouth. And I would keep picturing that it would, would come out my mouth and you'd no joke. You'd literally feel pulsating or you'd feel tingles or you'd feel it come out just by picturing it coming out and honoring that it was there. Cause again, like a lot of us just disconnect when we feel something in our bodies. It's like, Ooh, that's uncomfortable. Disassociate. Like, right? I don't like that. That's, <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. Um, doesn't feel good. We're going to yes. tuck it in behind. We don't want to look at it. Yes. And it also taught me like too, that a lot of us carry, and it's not the same for everybody, but just a, it is a large portion of us carry a lot of stress in our legs. Like there's such a powerhouse there because they're just strong, strong muscles. And um, I know for me, when I started to go back into my legs, I had, and by the way, I don't recommend doing this therapy necessarily on your own because it is it can be extremely overwhelming. And like if you don't have somebody facilitating it, um, I, I would have been lost without it. I've learned how to do it on my own, but I just, I've thrown it out there as a disclaimer. Um, you yeah. can do little ones, sure, but um, I would recommend doing it with, with a professional just because, um, like, she just helped me, that safe place that she provided for me to do that. But anyway, as I was saying, when I would go into my legs, I would get this entire full body adrenaline rush of, like, my brain going, oh, my God, we don't go there. Like, we don't go in your legs. And it would send me into, like, it felt like I was on a roller coaster. And it would be like, whoosh. And it would wash through my whole body. And I would tense. I was like, it's just, it's just so interesting that we're, yeah, a computer. And, like, we've got all these little signals. And, and just to, yeah, that awareness of knowing that, like, wow, I haven't felt my legs in 25 years. Or maybe since I was born. Um, it's yeah. just, it's crazy. And the physiological aspect of trauma and, and triggers is just, it's hugely left out of the mental health community. We focus so much on just analyzing the brain and treating the symptoms instead of what caused it in the first place. Yeah. 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 Very much so. We can get into that in another Yeah, <laughs> totally. Mental health. Um, yeah. And just the, uh, the response towards it. Right. Yeah. Cause mm. we are, we are a full creature right mm. the, the emotions the body the yeah. mental the spiritual side and when we neglect one or two aspects and take priority over another um that's where you start to see that disconnect and you can't be a full human when all parts of you aren't in balance with the totally. other parts right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah. and i like what you said too right like um and trust yourself that you're guided to the right person that can help you tap into some of this stuff right mm -hmm. everybody's unique there's so many wonderful people out there too that have gone through maybe similar stuff to what you've gone through or can like say hey i tried this and you can yeah. give it a shot and with the internet you can look up anything of course always go with your own intuition yeah your gut like yeah. about it yeah because yeah. there, there's all kinds of stuff on the internet <laughs> totally you can get down some holes yeah. but, but you can you can find some great information yeah. Yeah. And finding somebody like that you trust um, to do this with as well. Mm -hmm. That's just important. Yeah. It can be a long time to find that person, but just trust your gut. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what happens to, I guess I wanted to touch on too. So now you've recognized your triggers inside yourself. Um, how, 
how does that when you're engaging in a uh, relationship with somebody else like talking to somebody else in a conversation and you notice they're triggered Ooh, that's such a good question right because like we're we're people yeah maybe you said something or did something and that person got triggered so what do we do do you get triggered back that could be this ping pong thing that happens too (laughs) that does happen probably a lot yeah like, why are you triggered no i'm triggered (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh completely that's such a good point yeah so what do you think well just um I mean, recognizing, right? Yeah. Recognizing that not everything is your fault. Mm. Even not, if they're triggered, even it's not your it's fault. It's not that your responsibility yeah. to take it on. Yeah. Because oftentimes we go, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to say it that way. Or, yeah. oh, my, don't please don't take offense or to that. Or it goes that. the other way where you're ridiculous. I didn't mean it that yeah. way. There could be two responses so, oh, to that. But, yeah. Um, as we kind of move into this new world that's being created um, and and we learn to work more from a soul guided perspective we're going to be say things that will come out of our mouths or act in a certain way that people will go what did you do that for no and trust starting to learn how to trust that you're on the right track and, and then that you said it for you a reason. said it for a reason right there yeah. was a reason this person needed to hear it this way even if you're it not was responsible for their yeah. reaction to it even if in the moment you might have been being a little sassy or something came up like you got it there's that trust there that like even if it didn't come from a place of love and maybe you did say something i mean you can always come back and apologize too that's always necessary but sometimes you get compelled spiritually speaking to say something to somebody because you're meant to be a catalyst for them yeah and it's important to like recognize that like yeah that's not saying going around saying everything mean to right, everybody all the time like, we're not advocating just like let everything fly <laughs> yeah of course be respectful but also, just forgiving yourself, too, if you've said something that triggered people. I think that's important. I've ruminated for weeks, years. Like, I still hold on to stuff from years ago that I said that made somebody cry or upset. And I'm like, oh, you know, but forgiving yourself if you've triggered somebody, I think, is yeah. an important important yeah. part of this, too. But so what do you do in the moment if you've triggered somebody or, like, you recognize? I For me, yeah, at this point, I'm I'm asking to make sure that that's... Um, a true statement from my point of view or um, and I ask for higher guidance Mm -hmm. if I meant to apologize if this was definitely something that was a trigger from my point of view Mm -hmm. because it could have been a reaction but it always you always have to take that step back sometimes it's not always um, your first immediate reaction to take a step back and see the situation from a higher perspective Totally. Um, but always asking inside, was this for the greatest good of all involved in the situation? Yeah. And it's also okay if you don't hear anything. Like, I know a year ago, I would have been like, what are, what are you talking about? Ask. Like, I, I, I know people get stuck a lot. Like, even w- with my partner, a lot of times I'm like, well, maybe you should ask, like, what you're meant to do. And he'll be like, what does that mean? Like, who, what who do you ask? Who do you ask? And I mean, we'll do episodes on like on 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 working on that. But it's okay if if you don't know what that means or what that feels like. Or, um, but it's just important to to start it. Just open that open um, dialogue. 
even if you have no idea who you're talking to or what's happening, just to literally just pose that question to yourself. Was that out of a place of like anger or was that out of a place of love? And if it was out of love, like, you know, then that's, that's awesome. And even if it was out of anger, that's also okay. Maybe it wasn't awesome, but it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's all okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, and when you're in a, when you're talking with somebody who's also walking the same path, they get it, right? True. Like, they get it if they're triggered. They understand it, mm. that they're the ones being triggered. I guess, um, I know some of us, me, um, <laughs> I have family that doesn't walk the same path as me. Yeah. So I have to be careful how I deliver messages. So True. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it, be, it can be perceived. Although it's not our responsibility at all, but it just can make our lives just a little bit more easier if we know who our audience is. Yeah. Like, I, I try to feel like, oh, I'm not here to tiptoe around them. Um, but at the same time, you just, like, it, it can be hard on you if you're constantly battling, like, somebody that doesn't, isn't speaking the same language, isn't on the same frequency as you or whatever that is. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It just makes it harder for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're talking to a, you're talking to something, someone that can't understand what you're trying to say. Different language. And then if you're continually banging your head against that wall mm. and trying to get your, your thought through, it just doesn't go through because it's that resistance is meeting resistance, right? Totally. Force is meeting force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure where that one was going. <laughs> I liked it though. Force meeting force. I mean, don't match the energy, right? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Basically, right? Like if, if, um, if force worked all the time, our world would be way different. It'd be a little peacefuler. <laughs> right. So it's, yeah. it's how, how do you match or how do you bring into the situation what's really needed? Totally. Yeah. And going back to what we were saying, because we were talking about um, like how we handle a trigger. So first of all, we said the recognition, mm -hmm. recognizing that I'm triggered. And second of all, sitting there and, and kind of asking, like you were saying, you asked for like that higher, higher perspective, higher like view of this. Um, and I was saying like how I bring in the whole like physical, I go into the body and I figure out, okay, why am I breathing so rapidly all of a sudden? Or not why, but just recognizing that, okay, we need to calm our breath down and help that help my body relax in this situation because the more times that you learn to relax in stressful situations or at least you you practice that it just gets easier and easier to do it and you become more non-reactive uh, which is the goal here yeah that's yeah. the ultimate goal is the the non reaction coming, coming into balance yeah yeah like being in a balanced state because when you move forward in life in an imbalanced state so always act reacting out of your traumas, always reacting from from a place of um, insecurities. Always, you're, you're just going to perpetuate that in your life, right? Totally, you bring so more of it. You bring yeah. more of it, right? So there's always that imbalance. So how do you come back into balance and be that? I just you brought up a concept that I was thinking about that I used to always hear, and only up until recently. Remember, recently sometimes I mean like a year. But I just, um, the fact that like when you heal yourself, you heal others. And, and just scientifically speaking, if we're, we're throwing away the spiritual right now, but just scientifically speaking, as you heal, you heal your nervous system and you become a more calm and balanced and, and able to regulate. Um, it's almost like through life, you, your body is this cup 
and it becomes more and more full. And a lot of people end up walking around with giant full cups. So they get cut off in traffic and it's explosion. Mm -hmm. But it's just because that cup's not full or that cup is too full. So if you start to do this work and you, you slowly lower that cup, you can regulate way easier. You have way more movement um, in your body and way more ability to release things. When, when somebody cuts you off in traffic, sure, it might bring up an emotion, but you can uh, work through it easier. Um, but as we do that, we also, we heal our nervous systems. And then what ends up happening is like, I don't know if I already said this, but just that idea that once you heal yourself, you heal others. Like I know around people, like especially my family, like a lot of them, can live in a constant state of activation. And I find one-on-one, -on -one, when, when I'm first with them, it, it will be um, activation beyond belief. And as long as I can keep my nervous system in check, by the end of our interaction or by the end of hanging out with them, their nervous system is completely lowered and, and more regulated because we co-regulate. That's the beautiful thing about humans. We're meant to exchange and give energy. That's our power. And um, co-regulation is, is something that people were doing without even knowing it. Um, but being aware of when you're co-regulating with somebody that's higher, not to match that. And if you keep yours yes. lower, then you will be amazed how much people around you will, will lower. It's just a cool, like physical evidence sort of. Very much, right? Yeah. yeah. Like you are staying true to yourself and allowing people to come to you as opposed to so true. chasing, um, chasing the energy of what that other person is offering whether it's a like a like a, an activated energy right and mm -hmm. buying into what they've got to offer yeah. you're staying with what you have to offer and allowing people to recognize that there's this balanced place that you can achieve with uh, without even saying any words yeah because i know if i talk about it then it's yeah. like i'm not activated you know like <laughs> it gets like a fight going right well, it's, it's, you don't even need to acknowledge that they're activated you just need to remain calm well at least not need, but you know, you work on that and you become calm no matter what. Yeah. And it just works. And you just look for that little, like for me, it was just awesome to see proof, like physical proof that, wow, I actually can heal other people without saying nothing. Like I'm not saying anything. I'm not even actively doing anything. I'm just healing myself. And because I'm doing that, it is literally healing people around me, even if it's just momentarily. Like it's just cool evidence. Very much. Yeah. 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 Love that feedback, right? Like yeah. just and the recognition of all the work that you've done. Yeah. Yeah. And you walk your you walk you walk your talk. Yeah. This is what you're doing. And and energy speaks, right? Energy true precedes you into the room. That's why most people um we're all empathic. Mm-hmm. We're all born that way, right? We definitely have we to have an episode about that. Yeah, yeah, we just don't know how to do that yet, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But you can walk into a room and you can tell who's really agitated. You can tell who's calm. You and feel people it. just want to go near the calmness, right? Yeah. So you don't even have to do anything as long as you exude that energy. Mm -hmm. Because you've worked. Like, you've, you've done the work. Yeah. Another thing I just want to add on, too, just because it's important to recognize that... that um, nothing is instant as well. Like when it comes to doing this work and it comes to working on your triggers and your trauma, I know so many of us, um, we're just fade. We want results right away. And, and, and yes, there will be results, but, um, it takes time. It like does. you're rewiring a, a complicated system. I know, um, 
it takes something like a, an entire year to just rewire one single pathway in your brain. Mm. So if you've been firing that pathway for 30 years of uh, nobody gets me, nobody listens to me, you're going to keep going down that and you have to like basically bush, that's a highway. You basically need to bushwhack a new thing is, no, they do listen to me. I am heard. I am understood. And you constantly like, that's something that I've worked on. And that is the brain aspect of when my brain says something like, nobody loves me or like just those thoughts that you've had before, um, which, you know, in some ways are so illogical, but like, you know, it's just been your life experience. Mm -hmm. um, following them up with a, no, but I am loved. And, you know, most importantly, I love myself. Even if you don't at this moment, just saying that is healing a part of yourself and healing your, your soul. Um, and so self-talk, like, I know we've talked a lot about the body and, but that's not saying that the brain is not important and that how you talk to yourself through moments of distress and how you talk to yourself when you're feeling anxiety, even if it's silly, quote unquote, the way that you're reacting or it seems completely silly. It's like, talk to yourself like you would a child. I love you. You're okay. You're always okay. You'll be safe. And just doing that again and again every day, you're creating a new neural pathway and your brain will eventually close down that old highway. It'll no longer be good. And that new bushwhack will become the highway. Yeah. And you just all of a sudden start thinking like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we have to become our own best friends. We have to become our yes. own parent that we never had when we were little. Because only we, the mm. inside of us, knows what we really need. We can't expect someone else to just know. And to know as to much us, as we right? want that. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's why um, in spirituality, too, they say that they put the seed inside the body because the seed of the soul is inside the bodies because... We look outside ourselves everywhere, mm -hmm. um, and we would never think to look inside. Yeah, like the actual key is there. The key is yeah. there. The yeah. key to the castle or yeah. whatever is, is yeah. there. Because it is inside. Totally. Does that feel? I feel <laughs> Does that like, feel pretty good? I feel like it's very complete at this point. Yeah. I know if um, we have any comments or anything like that that people have any questions about, we really. Um, I know for myself, I'm very grateful for this opportunity to start to share some things too, and um, all this learning. Yeah, and all, and we're only here as two people. Yeah, who've done some stuff. <laughs> we don't know everything, so it's very important that you always filter everything you hear from any source mm -hmm. through your own lens, through your own guidance through system, your own guidance system. Use your yeah. discernment. Yeah. Just because I've said something with like absolute definitive doesn't mean it's true for. For yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and that's, I understand that. Like, it, it, yeah. it makes sense. So, yeah, that was a really good point. Just, yeah. We do hope that this helps people and that it helps you realize, like, you are so not alone. <laughs> and yeah. this is a very normal thing that all of us are going through regularly, daily. And um, I know we'll also do more episodes on this. It'll come up again, I'm sure, because it's a huge topic. And we've jumped all over the place. But... We totally have. Yeah. Yeah. This was very... Um... That's the point. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and as as like we move forward through whatever this transition ends up being um, to this new way, there's going to be some bumpiness to it. Totally. Yeah. All and right. That's the exciting part. So thank you, Lisa. It is. Yes, thank you, Janet. All right. So, um, and thank you to the listeners. Thank too, you please. to the listeners. <laughs> um, and we'll see you guys next week. And as always, love, Lisa.